It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Coming to you from the heart of Silicon Valley, this is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Nick Nolenberger. Hello, Barracuda fans, and welcome to another edition of CUDA Confidential. In this episode, we'll recap the week of games, and we'll play an interview that we conducted with Barracuda development coach John McCarthy during Tuesday's game in Stockton. On Saturday, the Barracuda continued their five-game road trip with their first of two games in Canada against the Abbotsford Canucks over the weekend. In the first two meetings back in mid-November, the Barracuda were beat 7-1 on November 12th and then came back two days later and won 3-2 in a shootout. Entering Saturday's game, San Jose had lost its last four straight, all at the hands of the San Diego Goals. And one of the Barracuda's biggest struggles during their losing skid was their inability to get off to strong starts. I think the first thing is, is we've got to start on time, try and get the first goal. You know, let's start from the lead, you know, get a lead or come into the, uh, going in the second period either with the lead or even, um, and then be ready when the pucks drop. Like, that's the main thing, you know, you know, let's have a good start. And then, you know, we kind of changed things up. We got a lot of different line, different line combinations tonight. But, uh, you know, we need more pressure on our forecheck. We got to get more out of our offense. I think more pucks and people to the net, which means, you know, they'll, these guys will give you that uh, low to high play. It's the responsibility of the D to make sure that they get pucks through and that we have people there. And then in our own end, I think we got to be a lot tighter we got to get in shooting lanes, something we haven't done a great job of, and just not run around in our own end, you know, try to get in and out quick. But that all changed just 30 seconds into Saturday's game as forward Jaden Holbgawax would find the twine for his sixth of the year. White numerals, orange and black the trim. Meanwhile, Abbotsford in their home whites. Navy blue and green, the accents. Here's a chance, Holbgawax, he scores! First shot of the hockey game is off the post and in, and Jaden Holgowak draws first blood 30 seconds into the hockey game. Abbotsford would then go on to the power play within the game's first three minutes, and Will Lockwood will level up the score with his fourth of the season at 2.59 of the first period. Of his career, and a 5-4 win over Ontario. That was on Winston Knight, and Will Lockwood plays up the rebound and scores. And the Abbotsford Canucks answer back on the power play. Time of the goal at 2.59. After receiving his first NHL recall and appearing in his first two NHL games, Scott Reedy was returned back to the American Hockey League on Friday as he drew back into the Barracuda lineup and made his presence felt almost immediately. At 7.07 of the opening period, Scott Reedy would give the Barracuda a 2-1 lead. 
Here's Nick Merkley atop the left circle. Shot on target. Big rebound. Blickfeld trying to shovel it home. Somehow it's held out by DiPietro. Now it's shoveled in. They score! A scramble in front of DiPietro. And finally, when everything is said and done, it's across the goal line. And the Barracuda have a power play tally. Then at 10.44, Southern California native Jake McGrew would make it 3-1 Barracuda as he rushed down the right wing and snapped one past Michael DiPietro. Here's Nick Merkley atop the left circle, shot on target, big rebound, Blickfeld trying to shovel it home. Somehow it's held out by DiPietro, now it's shoveled in, they score! A scramble in front of DiPietro, and finally, when everything is said and done, it's across the goal line, and the Barracuda have a power play tally. Abbotsford would get one back on a Phil DiGiuseppe goal at 12.22 of the first period to make it 3-2. He'll get the puck from DiGiuseppe. Now Lockwood midpoint, chilling back for DiGiuseppe. Winds up and scores! What a bomb from Phil DiGiuseppe. And Abbotsford does quick work on the power play. The Barracuda would go into the game's first intermission with a 3-2 lead. It marks just the second time this season in which the Barracuda had a lead after one period of play. Unfortunately, going into the second period, just a minute and 54 seconds into the second frame, Abbotsford's Nick Batan would make it 3-for-3 three for, three for the Canucks on the power play as he'd rip in his fourth of the year to tie the game up at 3-3. Season with the Canucks of the NHL and here in Abbotsford. Now Rempel going to the top of the crease. Near side, Patan, Rister scores! Then at 5.56 of the second period, the Canucks would take their first lead as Jack Rathbone would rip one in from the point, ending goaltender Alexei Melnichuk's night after allowing four goals on 15 shots in 25 minutes and 56 seconds of action. Back underway. There's a shot. They score. A Seagull Rister from the left side by Jack Rappel beats Alexei Melnichuk. Zachary Sachenko would come into the game in relief, and he closed the door, turning aside all 10 shots he would face down the remaining stretch of the hockey game. And the Barracuda would tie it up in the third. Joachim Blickfeld would make it three goals over his last two games, with his sixth of the year to level the score at 4-4. Chichek, button hooks away from pressure, steers it into the corner, centered in front, Buckfeld scores! What a setup from Shemilevsky! And we're tied at 4-4 as Joachim Blickfeld, who had one called off back in the second. This one will count. He's got his third goal over his last two games. Then Blickfeld would make it multi-goal efforts in consecutive games as he would score again, this time at the 16-minute mark to give the Barracuda back their lead. Mark save is made DiPietro, pulled free by Blickfeld, and rimmed up high to the right point for Mober. He'll go D to D for Magda, rolling puck, thrown towards the mark. Block, spreading shot, Blickfeld, he scores! At 19.30, Evan Weinger would seal the victory with an empty netter. Oh, turnover. Force, it's going to be a Wanger breakaway. He scores. Star, Timo Meyer gets 
Sharks' his first of the year and a fist pump. It's everything Sharks hockey in one place. The crowd is on its feet and check out the Sharks bench. They're into it too. It's the Sharks Audio Network, a 24-7 streaming audio platform dedicated to Sharks hockey and the destination to listen to Sharks games. You can find the Sharks Audio Network on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital and at sjsharks.com slash listen. Download the app today to listen to Sharks hockey plus unique Sharks content all day long on the Sharks Audio Network. On Sunday, looking for the weekend sweep in the final game at the Abbotsford Center this season, the Barracuda would fall behind as Nick Patan, who scored on Saturday, would light the lamp at 10.05 on Sunday of the first period, his fifth of the year, to give the Canucks a 1-0 lead. Abbotsford coming into the game, they ranked ninth in the HL on the power play. Going into yesterday's game, they were 25th, but you go three for four and things can change in a hurry. All of a sudden, they're in the top 10. Their power play humming at 20.6%. Rempel, rink wide, there's a shot to score. Nick Patan, easy work, gets a 1-0 Abbotsford lead. And this penalty kill for the Barracuda continues its woes. At 10.35 of the opening frame, Sasha Shemaleski managed to bank one in from the point to tie it up at 1-1. For Shemaleski, it snapped an eight-game goalless drop. Back underway. Scott Reedy turns away from a check. Throw towards it, that tipped in! They score! I believe it's going to be Jake McGrew's goal. Shovelevsky's the one who's celebrating, so maybe McGrew didn't get his stick on it. Looked like McGrew was charging towards that, tipped it in. We'll get another look at it as Reedy rushed it into the offensive zone. Left it for Shovelevsky, who ends up just swinging it in on target. But at 17.32 of the first period, Jared Luco Savages of the Canucks would pick up his fourth of the year to give Abbotsford a 2-1 lead. Raska into the offensive zone. Trying to drop the pass, it's taken away. Here come the Canucks from left to right. Down the left wing, opportunity developing for Abbotsford, and they score. It's Luco Savages trailing the play. It's on his stick, and he beats Sanchenko, and the Canucks take a 2-1 lead. In the second period, the Canucks would outshoot the Barracuda by a count of 12-8, and the game would remain at a 2-1 Canucks lead heading into the third. Just a minute and 23 seconds into the third period, Ryan Merkley would score from a right point shot, his first of the season as he snapped a 31-game goalless drought in the American Hockey League. For one minute and seven seconds through this third period, 2-1 lead for Abbotsford. Chichek will lug it up that right wing. Feather one rink wide. He's got Reed. He skates it down the left flank. Hits up the brakes. Pulls up. Dangles through some traffic. Whips one right side for Ryan. Merkley tipped in. They score! A shot from the right point by Ryan Merkley makes its way through traffic. And we're tied at 2-2. Merkley's got his first in the AHL this season, the second of his American Hockey League career, and it snaps a 31-game goalless drought, and we're level at 2-2. And Martin, who's just been brilliant tonight, lets one under his pad that he certainly is going to want back. Scott Reedy picked up an assist to extend his point streak to five straight games. Unfortunately, less than a minute later, Sheldon Dries would give Abbotsford back its lead with his team leading 11th of the year. And he's got now four points over his last three games. 
Canucks trying to answer back. We're tied at 2-2. Lockwood whistles one wide. Bowie's touches it back into the corner. Luko Savages, who has Abbotsford's second goal, his pass up to the point. Bowie holds it in. Save made. Rebound right there. Tapped in. It's a goal for Shelf Dries. And then at 14.52, Noah Juleson would light the lamp for the first time since 2017 as the Abbotsford native would give the Canucks a two-goal advantage. Right into the offensive zone. It's John Stevens. He's given a little bit of a ride. Gets it to the point for Juleson. And in off the stick of DiGiuseppe. It's a 4-2 Abbotsford lead. Dries would all but seal the victory with an empty netter at 19-13, his second of the period and 12th of the year. On Sunday, the Barracuda would bust back over the U.S.-Canadian border and fly out of northern Washington back to the Bay Area. And on Tuesday, the team was right back on the ice to take on the Western Conference's top team, the Stockton Heat. Unlock an easier way to schedule your team of all-star employees. No spreadsheets. No hassle when team members want to swap shifts and fast substitutions when staff call out sick. With Deputy, it's simple and lightning fast to create and share employee schedules. It's how over 250,000 workplaces are making life easier. From restaurants to retailers, to hotels and healthcare clinics. Ready to up your scheduling game? Go to deputy.com forward slash sharks. In the first meeting back on November 3rd, Stockton handed the Barracuda a 4-1 defeat at the SAP Center. Tuesday marked the second game on the 10-game season series as it was a makeup game for a previously scheduled contest that was set for October 31st. That game was rescheduled due to COVID-19 issues within the Sharks organization. Despite a couple different grade-A opportunities in the early going of the first period on Tuesday in Stockton, the Barracuda could not spell net miner Dustin Wolf. Carried into the offensive zone. Glick, Glickville threads a needle. Hawker walks point blank chance. And he is stoned right off the bat by Dustin Wolf. Here come the Barracuda. Opportunity. Nick Merkley works into the backhand of the save is made by Wolf. Early challenge, Barracuda already a couple real good looks on Wolf, who has come up large in this early going. And at 8.35, Matt Phillips would open up the scoring for the Heat with his sixth of the year. 12, excuse me, 11 and a half, here's a backhander, Matt Phillips scores. And the Heat drop first blood, the time of the goal at the 8.35 mark from close range. A backhander by Phillips sneaks under the arm of Sachenko. And we talked about that oh-so-important first goal. Will the Heat get it? Then 14 seconds later, former Barracuda defenseman Nick Simone would fire one from the right point, and Glenn Godden would tip it in for his sixth of the season to give Stockton a 2-0 lead. Sachenko comes out to play the puck. He'll flush one around the near side wall. Simone will taper the line. Rashad scores! Simone threads one through. A sea of traffic in front. It pitfalls its way in. Donnan is the one who's leading the celebration fist bump line, which indicates he probably tipped that puck in. The Heat would make it 3 0 in the opening period at 15.43. Again, it was Godin who found the net. Spinorama down that right flank. Button hooks away from traffic. Spots Moberg down the right wing. He'll carry it to the end line. Swung in on target. Sticked aside by Wolf. And now the puck airborne. It's going to be raced down down that left side by Peltier. 
Peltier centered in front, they score. It's 3-0 Heat. Glenn got it, a pass from Peltier as he wins a foot race to a puck that got cleared up and out of the zone, centered in front, and Glenn Godden's got his second of the game. It is all he. In the second period, the Heat will go up 4-0 as E2 to Lola would light the lamp with his third of the year. At 8-16, Brian Fraze, the captain, would make it 5-0 Heat with his fifth of the year, and then Phillips would score again at 9-13, his seventh of the season. Stockton would score four times in the middle period as Fraze would light the lamp again at 18-23. In the third period, down 7-0, things would go from bad to worse in the third for the Barracuda, as Stockton forward Connor Zeri would make it 8-0 with his third of the year at 4-14. The Barracuda would finally stop the bleeding at 11.08 and end Dustin Wolf's shutout bid as Montana on Nabucci would score his first of his professional career. It's a organizational doubleheader tonight. Sharks have taken on the Calgary Flames. Last time we checked after a period of play, it was Calgary 2, San Jose 1. It is now 3-1 Calgary. Adam Rzicz has his first as here's a shot and the Barracuda finally find the back of the net as Dustin Wolf's shutout bid is over. It'll be Montana Nabucci, I believe, who's going to get his first American Hockey League goal. For Jake McGrew picked up the secondary assist to extend his point streak to three consecutive games. Up 8-1, the Heat would cash in two more times. At 16:04, Brian Fraze would complete his first AHL hat-trick with his seventh of the season. We come back, and the Stockton Heat have made it 9-1. Off the face-off, it's past Zach Amon, and the Heats are up by eight again as it's fired past Amon off a face-off. The time of the goal at the 15:04 mark of this third period. Ben Glenn Godden would also complete his first AHO hat trick at 17.04 to complete the 10 1 victory for the Heat. Hanabuchi has the Barracuda's only goal, and it came earlier in this period. We'll play one back to center ice. Pullman with it now. Right side for Phillips. Rolled back up the wall, fired towards net, they score. It's 10 1. Amon just played it right to a heat stick, and it's funneled back in on net. And I think it's going to be Phillips who tips it in, which will be another hat trick for the Heat. I mean, the Vera could have given up double-digit goals tonight. And Amon's got to just play that puck up the wall. There's no way he can try to thread the needle up the ice. But he's eight feet away from the blue paint. He played it right to the defense, but it just fired back towards the net. And I think Phillips got his stick on it. If he did, he's got a hat trick. Was it Phillips or? No, it was Godden, excuse me. So Glenn Godden has the hat trick. The 10 goals against marked the most in a single game for the Barracuda in franchise history. The Sharks' top affiliate will be back on the ice on Saturday for game one of a two-game set against Abbotsford with puck drops scheduled for 1:15 as part of a hockey day in San Jose doubleheader as the big club will take on the Dallas Stars at 7.30. We had a chance during Tuesday's game to chat with Barracuda development coach John McCarthy. When we come back, we'll play that interview on CUDA Confidential. 
It's the Season of Inspiration sales event at the Bay Area DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. The perfect time for you to take advantage of exceptional holiday offers on brand new Mazdas with more new models arriving daily. Plus, you can buy your Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the Season of Inspiration sales event at the Bay Area DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Unlock an easier way to schedule your team of all-star employees. No spreadsheets. No hassle when team members want to swap shifts. And fast substitutions when staff call out sick. With Deputy, it's simple and lightning fast to create and share employee schedules. It's how over 250,000 workplaces are making life easier. From restaurants to retailers, to hotels and healthcare clinics. Ready to up your scheduling game? Go to deputy.com forward slash sharks. When you hear coordinated care, what do you imagine? Nurses going viral for their dance routine? (laughs) Not here. At Kaiser Permanente, coordinated care has nothing to do with dancing and everything to do with quality and convenience. With Kaiser Permanente, you don't have to worry about getting your records sent from place to place because our electronic medical records seamlessly connect all of your doctors, nurses, and specialists. It's so easy, you might do your happy dance. Kaiser Permanente, tomorrow's health care today. Learn more at kp.org slash thrive. It's his first of the year, and a fist pump. It's everything Sharks hockey in one place. The crowd is on its feet, and check out the Sharks bench. They're into it, too. It's the Sharks Audio Network, a 24-7 streaming audio platform dedicated to Sharks hockey and the destination to listen to Sharks games. You can find the Sharks Audio Network on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app, presented by Western Digital, and at sjsharks.com slash listen. Download the app today to listen to Sharks hockey, plus unique Sharks content all day long on the Sharks Audio Network. Now, back to the action. Barracuda Hockey continues now. We're very pleased to be joined by development coach John McCarthy. Mac, first of all, thanks for joining us up in the broadcast booth. Welcome back to the Bear. You've been traveling a little bit. I know last year you were on the ice. You've been on the bench a little bit. But this year, they've been sending you out to see some of the prospects as well in almost a scouting role. So, you were just up in OHL territory in the Midwest. I know you saw some of the prospects in Michigan and Bordalo. You saw Brandon Coe, but fill us in on how the travels are going, how some of the Sharks' prospects are doing. Yeah, it's been great. It's been uh, you know a little bit of a different look for me. As you said, I was a little bit on the bench the first year. Um, second year, uh, you know, and I still am on the ice with the Barracuda every day when I'm in town. Uh, but then also we've kind of added these trips, um, kind of a player development role. Um, you know, all of our draft picks are kind of spread throughout the U.S. and Canada. So, you know, I, I uh, when the team goes on the road, I'll usually go out and try to see a few of them in a swing or something. And as you said, I went up, saw Brandon Coe in North Bay and a couple of our other guys in the OHL. And then last weekend I was in uh, University of Michigan to see Thomas Bordalo. And, you know, just kind of talk to them about their games, get to see him after the game. Uh, you know, with the junior guys, I'm able to go on the ice with them. Um, and work on a few things, which, uh, you know, I think is good for them and good for us too. Uh, you know, I think they like the attention and, and you know what, the, the organization likes to kind of start working with them early. You know what it was like. You're drafted by the Sharks. You played at Boston University. You know what it was like, I'm sure, to have a guy like Tim Burke come check on you or some of the scouts back east. How valuable is it for a prospect? You aren't around the NHL club. You get drafted and all of a sudden you kind of go back to your team and it's a couple years later before you you finally do join. So how important is it to have guys check in on you, know that you're being thought about and you're still, you know, still in the conversation in the mix? Yeah, you know, it's definitely... uh 
It's definitely a positive. It's definitely a motivating factor, you know, when you know the team is keeping tabs on you and even even just making phone calls to guys and checking in on them on a personal level. I think it goes a long way about starting the relationship with them early and, and letting them know they're an important part of our organization. You know, even as you said, even if uh, it is going to be three years down the road before we get them, uh, you know that they're still they're still part of the Sharks organization, even though they're playing for their junior team. So, and as, as I said, I think they they kind of enjoy the attention. I think they like when I'm there, and and uh, you know they're they're getting that love from the from the Sharks. Probably nice to see a friendly face as well. I want to talk about Brandon Coe. He just signed his entry level contract. He's been lighting up in the OHL. Such a unique season last year. He should have been in the OHL and said he plays for the Barracuda all season long because there was no Ontario Hockey League season. He goes back. There was a thought he could play for the team in San Jose at the AHL level. He goes back to junior, and he's done everything I think the organization could ask. He's been lighting it up. So what's been kind of the key to his game? And have you noticed maybe a little bit more quickness and confidence in his game since he played all of last year at pro? Yeah, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think, uh, you know, his year last year with us, uh, he played, I think he played about 15 to 20 games, but, uh, you know, even just practice every day, practicing around bigger, stronger, faster guys, I think, you know, made him pick his game up a little bit. And, and he went back to the OHL this year. And, you know, we're really proud of the way that he, he approached that because, you know what, he could have gone back with, uh, with a bad attitude after having kind of thought he should be here and he didn't do that at all he, he took it in stride he uh you know controlled what he can control which is something we deal with with our with our prospects and uh you know as you said he's he's putting up the numbers and more importantly his play watching his film and when i am in town watching his games he's playing the right way he's playing a pro style game so you know we're, we're very excited to have him and uh you know he, he's a big part of our future moving forward i asked you on the bus today i said where are you going next you said saskatoon you're going to go see a couple more prospects up in that part of the western canada have you have you got a winter coat to deal with Saskatoon? <laughs> i have one thank god i'm going to need it next week yeah i'm going up to uh Saskatoon and Prince Albert. We have Ozzy Weisblatt's uh, first round pick and Tristan Robbins, a second round pick is in Saskatoon. Ozzy's in Prince Albert. Uh, and they're actually playing each other on a weekend set, a home and home set. So uh, they usually actually go pretty hard at each other. So it's pretty fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it. And then, uh, as I said, I'll I'll get to see him after the game, and, and I'll even hop on the ice with them uh, while I'm up there. So it'll be good to good to touch base and uh, you know see where they're at. We're talking to development coach John McCarthy, who's been doing a lot of traveling this year, checking in on the prospects. You mentioned the two you go see, Ozzie Weisblatt. We saw him a little bit last year, Tristan Robbins as well. I want to talk about Robbins real quick. I know you haven't seen him in person, but what a start to his season. I know that's a very encouraging sign for the organization to see him get off to the start that he has been able to do so out in Saskatoon. What are you hoping to see from, we'll start with Tristan, but then also from Ozzie as you go see him play each other? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, like I was talking about with Co, I think those pro habits, you know, I think, uh, you know, those guys are putting up big numbers. That's great. We want to see that. We want to see the offense. That's what they're drafted for. But for me personally, you know, I like to see him play that, uh, especially if they're playing in the middle, you know, that 200-foot game that everybody talks about, being responsible defensively, hard in the face-off circle, you know, doing those things that, that translate to pro hockey, um, you know, very, very well. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to see from them. Um, and and as, as I've seen on film and uh, talked to their coaches, actually Robbins, Robbins as assistant coach is a former Worcester Shark, Dan De Silva. So I've been touching base with him about, uh, about Tristan. And, uh, you know, they're, they're seeing the same things. He's doing all the right things and he's, he's a leader in their locker room. Um, and same thing with Ozzy. I think, you know, 
uh, he's an offensive player. He's known for his offense, but you know, for him to to really come and play at the pro level, he's he's going to need to round out that game with those uh, kind of 200 foot details, and uh, he's 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 working in that direction right now. It's funny. It's like the seven degrees of se separation, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon yeah. in hockey, right? There's yeah. every team. It seems like there, there's some sort of connection. I want to ask you this final question. You're a father now. Yeah. You're, you and your, your wife uh, welcomed in your first child, yeah. a, a baby boy, a couple months back. How's fatherhood going? It's good. It's good. Everybody said it was a lot of work, and they're right. It's uh, it's constant. My wife has been very unbelievable with them. She's unfortunately with all these trips. The other half of it is that she's here by herself with with Jack, but. Uh, she's doing great, so uh, everything's good. Yeah, good to hear your, your lovely wife Erin, who, who was a great support during your playing career. Now she's, you know, she's holding down the fort while you're on the road. But yeah. uh, Mac, thank you for the time. Great to have you back, uh, back with the group, and uh, enjoy the rest of the game. All right, thanks, Oli. John McCarthy, development coach for the San Jose Barracuda, kind enough to join us up here on the broadcast booth. That's going to do it for this episode of Cuda Confidential. A big thank you to John McCarthy, and a reminder: the Barracuda will be back on the ice on Saturday for Game One of a two-game set against Abbotsford with scheduled puck drop set for 115 and our pregame coverage starting on the Sharks Audio Network and at AHLTV.com beginning at 1245. Until Saturday, I'm Nick Nolenberger saying thanks for listening and so long until next time.